Don't tell me what to do. Shit. Oh, it's okay. You can tell Jackie what to do. T has spoken. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Let's get the show started. Hola y bienvenidos a For Heaven's Sake, un podcast de Siete Heaven. special special like inside joke shout out <laughs> with my cousins <laughs> but hello and welcome to for heaven's sake a seventh heaven podcast i'm your co-host lady J, and your other co-host dark and stormy <laughs> <laughs> i asked for your name not the weather <laughs> Um, And if you've joined us, you are here for a very special episode. This is our season two recap, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And as is now tradition, we are joined in studio by a very special guest. You may know him from our season one recap episode. Uh, Please welcome back, Alec. Hola, it's your boy. (laughs) Okay, I need to like sit up up my intro game clearly. <laughs> but whenever you said ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to say, are you ready to roll Because the way you... You should have. I should have, but I didn't. You should have. I said dark and stormy, it's enough. Yeah. Um. So we're here, we're doing it. It's a recap. It's exciting. Season two is officially over. And before we get into season three, uh, we just want to talk about, you know, highlights, lowlights, worst bets, best bits, stuff we like, stuff we didn't like, stuff we remember, stuff we don't remember (laughs) from season two. Um, But before we do that, Audek, welcome back to the show, first of all. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining us again to do this harrowing task. Now, for those who don't know... Alec not only listens to the show, but watches every episode that we do with us. He is he is a true, true fan. Um, I don't know of us or of the show or both or neither, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, but he has agreed to to join us again for season two or for the recap of season two. And yeah, so why don't we just so everybody sort of, you know, who's listened to the to to this whole season with us knows our thoughts, our very detailed thoughts about every moment of of every episode. But let's get your sort of general impressions of how you felt about season two, your thoughts. It's challenging because you want to grab some insightful or noteworthy, um, uh, you know, bits of the show. However, there's like so much fluff and unnecessary just garbage, to be honest, um, that it, it's just hard to actually just kind of swallow it, you know, take it all in and be like, okay, these are actually good moments. Mm-hmm. But just in general, like the three items that I have off the top of my head is the lack of privacy in this family. <laughs> everyone is in everyone's business. And personally, I am a very private person and I, I like my privacy. It's just frustrating to see this whole fucking family just 
like just and, and whether you want it or not if you're a camden everyone's gonna know your shit i don't know if, did you guys feel the same way right yeah or no i mean I don't disagree. I just think like that's something that I've sort of taken for granted at this point. Like it's 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 just, it's part of the fabric of the show or the family or whatever that like everyone is in everyone's space all the time. But is that normal for like a typical American family? I don't I mean, know. Coming from a different background, I guess. I mean, I can different. say so I grew up, I mean, I lived in a house that had like seven people <laughs> in it True, yeah. and, um, and like five of us were my immediate family. So, um, yeah, I mean, it can be tight quarters and I don't, and, and I don't know if I felt like I don't have any like secrets or whatever, but definitely like, um, like I didn't like, like I didn't have a space to call my own, like, like the listeners know, like, I shared a room my entire life till I moved out. Like, I, you know, I, my room was never even, even as shared as it was, like, it was never even, like, a place to, like, be and exist as myself. So you learn to, like, live in that zone of, like, you don't have a space, right. you know? You just have to, like, live in this house and, like, you have a bed to sleep in and you have to share a TV with everyone else who's in the house who's watching it, you know? And... I don't know. I guess I just I here's the thing. I don't disagree with you. I just don't think I've ever really thought about it very hard. <laughs> it just feels forced on the show. That, it is forced on right? the show. Right? Where it's like hey Interesting. Like, it doesn't matter who you are as a family member, what's your personal preference if you're introvert or extrovert like Like can you give us a concrete example that you're thinking of or that you drew that from in the season? I mean I I'm gonna have to look through my my notes for you know what specific moment in each episode. Da, but da, in, da, in general, <laughs> in general, it's, it's always like if someone has an issue, and I mean just just let let's just look at the uh, phone, right? So everyone always mm. picks up the phone and hears the other end of the conversation. People are not. I mean, it's it's that's like, true. I mean, for us at least today, we all have smartphones. We have our private you know our private devices. I, I do understand, I guess, back in the day with that many people, with only, like, one bathroom, essentially, right? Oh, God, and the bathroom right? thing bathroom freaks me out. Yes. The you. bathroom Thank thing you. is very difficult. I mean, like, who cares? You know, some of them have to share rooms, whatever the fuck. But, like, sure. the fact that there's only one bathroom in the house, there isn't even, like, a guest bathroom, like, that's a problem. Now, refresh my memory. Was that a big deal in, in the season? In season one, they made it a problem. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, that whole episode. About, I think, well, because I don't think there's... Okay, so here's another thing, though. Like, on the show, at this point, we've lived with these characters for two years or whatever. Right. Or by, by the end of the season, it's two years. But, like, I think that there's not really much of a well to draw from in terms of story that deals with, like, the we live in close quarters, we don't have privacy, more than what they've already dealt with in that, you know, in that particular episode in season one or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's really a well to draw from. I can give you two examples. Okay. <laughs> Please Speaking do. That, this is why you're here. <laughs> so the first one is when I believe Simon is teaching Ruthie how to swim. Right. And, oh, yeah. and there was, and she basically oh. like monopolized the fucking tub, uh -huh. which basically meant that no one could use the bathroom whenever Ruthie was learning how to swim. That's number one. Second thing is the whole, um, Lucy's, um, uh, uh journal. Right, uh, where mm. I mean, it's a private fucking journal, people. Like, yeah, I, but you I, think that would be any different if she had her own room? It doesn't matter. As a sister, you have to respect people's privacy and the fact that 
like yeah basically it's okay to share with the whole family all of but that's my point i think that's like a sister problem not a i guess we live together problem you know what i'm saying like that's that's like (laughs) i mean just like come on i love that (laughs) keep keep reading (laughs) your line read on lucy's line read of that is phenomenal it's her private life. If I wrote a journal and my brother like happened happened to stumble upon it, I'm expecting him to not read it. It's just again like there is no privacy boundary in this family. Yeah, and w- which is which is understandable. As so a, but the okay, same thing happens to Mary. So that's my so so maybe that's sure. the real problem. Maybe the problem isn't so much that they all have to live under one roof and like it's tight quarters. Maybe the problem is like they themselves just as people have like boundary issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. That's yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, no, that's definitely true. We've seen that time and time again. Mm-hmm. And and in this season, they deal specifically with Simon and Ruthie and their whole living arrangement and how that's just not working anymore. The attic, which was an undiscovered part of the house, by the yeah, way. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't note, exist till they needed it to. <laughs> which is another note in my general just season two issues. Like, obviously, the music, just like season one, is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The laundry situation. Who the fuck does laundry? <laughs> Why? Do they do like, 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 Okay, inconsistencies. The rooms, yes, completely. The house. Like, oh, I never knew there was a, a door that. In between the fucking yeah, rooms. which I guarantee there wasn't because that <laughs> was the goddamn mural wall. Right? I hold that that was the goddamn <laughs> mural wall. And then obviously the size of the town. What the fuck <laughs> is this town? It has everything, but it's like what, like a little like like you know suburb of California. Like I, I sure the magic of the show. No, and, or, or and the, you know what? And it should and could and is a suburb of California. Right. Like it is, but for it to be a suburb of California and for it to have such draw of like of like mass sort of spectrum of stuff, like is ridiculous. Like Agreed. like Snappy's going to have a show in Glen Oak. <laughs> like why wouldn't she have a show in Los Angeles? You sure, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that doesn't make any sense. Snappy. <laughs> Snappy. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Would you guys consider this podcast almost like a therapy session? I I don't want to say therapy session, but like because there's so many tangents with with every with almost every episode of the podcast. Oh, you mean for us personally? Personal. This is a personal podcast, not a show. Personal. Yes. Um, because there are some episodes where you guys share some pretty intimate um, uh, parts true. of your life. I've cried multiple times. Yeah, ex- exactly. So <laughs> um, do you feel that, that these podcasts are, are, are just more than just a re- you know, it's like a recap of the episode? Do you feel like it's an opportunity for you to, um, for, for Lady JNT, um, for you two to... Dark and Stormy, get it right. I mean, <laughs> yes. sorry. Her name dark. is Dark and Stormy. Dark and Stormy, this is true. I'm getting deja vu because I feel like either we talked about this specific thing on our season one recap or or I'm getting flashbacks to an episode of You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Um, That could be it. Which I might have also said on the season one recap if that also happened then. Um, But, but, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um, For me, this is really just like a fun thing thing that we're doing i if it ends up feeling like or sounding like a therapy session um then i think that's just the byproduct of like 
like our friendship like yeah. be- you know b- between me and T like sort of just like the nature of how close we are and stuff and how open we are with each other sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I, now I fucked up <laughs> um, you know of the nature of the, the nature of the relationship between Dark and Stormy and I right. and um, and just sort of that but definitely I love doing this podcast with you or just in I mean even not just with you but just in general like I love doing it and getting together each week and putting it you know making it happen and stuff um I don't know so I maybe the therapy session vibe or whatever is just like a byproduct of the reality of the of our situation and doing this you know um I don't know what are your thoughts dark and stormy simple (laughs) okay I'm gonna put it as simple as this it's playtime for me yeah. it's playtime it, i it's it's a break from work it's just me enjoying my company with my friend and just yeah yeah awesome. it's playtime well he, and so here's the question for you as a listener who's not like part of this every week sure. um like i i i sometimes wonder if it's like too much not enough just right at all whatever like how, does it does it feel like we've been friends forever and this is like very just like a natural vibe of us hanging out or like or how does it sound to the listener i don't know maybe that's a stupid question to ask but it's not a stupid question because it does sound pretty natural it's it's pretty obvious that that it's it's very strong and you guys have a very tight bond um just the only thing it's it just happens it's it's such a unique part of the show. It could be a separate podcast of its own. Just you guys talking our about friendship. Yeah, I, I mean, you, which is awesome. But but it's it's. Um, what do you say, Dark and Stormy? Should we just scrap the Seventh Heaven and make this a weekly gab sesh? It'd be fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about all the movies that you haven't watched. And that that's we right. Watch we will watch them and yes. then talk about them. It, that's the that's the best part of the show. Like I mentioned, I think I mentioned it last time. Uh, for the season recap for season one, where it's just the best part of the podcast is your tangents. Um, it just, you know, Seventh Heaven just happens to be the the topic of, of the discussion. The thing that gets us Correct. together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like the theme, but whatever issue is um, uh, at least presented in the episode, you guys expand on your personal lives and personal experiences, which is always refreshing because it's kind of like a little secret of mine where it's like I'm, I'm listening to both of you talk and, and indulge on very private matters and I can't share that. So it's, it's a very one directional thing, but it's, what do you mean you can't share that? Because I'm not on the show. Like I can't oh, give my opinion. Right? I see. Okay. Or, or I least, see. Or, or well then that's why we have you here for the recaps. The <laughs> you, the but but it, it's, it's, it, it feels like it's very one directional. And because of that, I, I feel like I, I know more about you too. Um, you know, j- just from listening to the podcast than than just hanging out with you guys. So it, it's because you, it's it's just you two. I'm sure you feel very very. It, it's an intimate setting, and you feel more comfortable to expose yourselves. And I guess that's that's the magic of the show, that it, or at least the magic of the podcast that it gives you that platform. I've well, got that's the magic. <laughs> well, and then that's the hope, right? I mean, we. Ho- our hope in doing this and putting it out to the world, which thank you everyone who's listening right now for listening and for continuing to listen. Um, the hope is that, that it is magic, right? Like, or I mean, that sounds sort of pretentious and stupid, but like, no. you know what I'm, but like, does that make sense? Like we're, the hope is that whatever this chemistry is, we've got, you know, right. that it's working for somebody at least. 
uh, <laughs> like, for you know, like for one of the people out there in the world that it works and that it, we Please lend ourselves know. to yeah. Please write us at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com <laughs> and let us know if it's working for you. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I right. I, I don't know. Okay. Like who knows who knows why anyone podcasts? Like who cares? This is true. So okay, let's I'm going to ask you guys a question. Ooh, okay. About the show. And I think it's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's appropriate to at least see um, or at least d- determine um what's your favorite episode of Ooh. season 2 and then what's your least favorite episode in season 2. Oh gosh. I have it written down, so I'm just curious to see. Like so so that. you have your own. Yes, definitely. And, and, We're gonna flip the script on you after this, and um, then there, there's a tie for worst episode. No, no, there's, there's so many. That's why. Um, it's hard to choose. I don't know. <laughs> T, do you want to go first? <laughs> okay. okay um, I oh God, I don't even remember the title of this episode, but it's the one with. We'll the, just talk about it, and then I can help cue you. The one you with in. the uh, English teacher and Mary. Oh. With, with a creepy background. Yes, it's it's. Um, I really like it. Because isn't that rush to judgment? Yes, rush to judgment. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Where Lucy goes on instinct, and Mary just yes. basi- basically goes against it. And even Matt true, I never, can't stand her. You do you realize? I mean, do you realize him. that you just made a a, cor- a a correlation that we don't? I don't even think we made when we yeah. recorded that episode. That Mary is not going with her instinct, which is in direct opposition yes. to what Lucy's doing. Exactly. You just like blew my mind right now with that oh. insight. <laughs> That was the sound it made. Yep. Um, but I like that episode. That is a good episode. Good up. Good up. <laughs> so, so then, um, and, I'm sorry, sorry uh, Lucy and Annie had a feeling about this, this, this uh, uh, coach, right? This, this, uh, well, primarily, obviously, Lucy first, but it's just one of those things like, I've never experienced that, like a feeling that something is weird or something that's off. Is mm. that, is that something where, where, you think uh, was a appropriate part of the story where just Lucy gets this weird vibe. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah oh yeah. yeah. So for, oh my god. Yes. For us guys, it's like we don't have that vibe. It's just like very You've black and white. You've never felt it's just no, black in and white. any environment that that, that something it's feels like off. Like no wait, haven't you ever had like an instinct like mm, this isn't right? Well, s- sorry, specific to that scenario where like there's oh. there's some older person hitting on for. For us guys, oh, okay. because like an older female hitting on like a younger guy, it, it's 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 very different, right? I mean, I mean, just just like the stereotype of of today's culture, right? If it's well, older. and we saw that it was an was it, that was season one with Annie's very true, friend, right? very yeah. true. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, that's why it just I don't want to say it feels foreign, but it doesn't feel familiar because um, I personally I have not experienced it, but you two have you guys experienced? something i mean not to be too personal well, okay so specific to this type of a context i don't think i've ever witnessed or been privy to a scenario like that where there's been like an inappropriate sort of coming on to <laughs> of a young woman right, right, right. um and where and then where i've been in a position to be like this is weird you know um but definitely that like i know that i've in my life been in situations where I felt a vibe or just in my gut known like something is wrong here you know so to to just clarify like because what is that so what is that feeling like what does it feel like if you could describe it because that word gut yeah I mean it's 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 vague but 
does that mean it, some kind of feeling or emotion comes from a sp- specific part of your body or is it just something in your brain? Well, huh, that's a good question. I don't know. You're asking like tough questions, man. Um, from a body. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I mean, again, I'm not, I don't want to speak for you, Dark and Stormy, but for myself. Love my name. For myself, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like an intellectual sort of reading of a scenario, like where, like where my brain is picking up signals or whatever. Sure. Which like obviously, subconsciously, kind of. I mean, obviously, that's what it is. There's no such thing as a gut. Like you know, like obviously, right, right, right. it's like your brain is seeing things and picking up on signals that are like tr- striking you as awkward or not what you would expect. I guess. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the simple answer to your question is, yeah, that's happening intellectually. Um, but I don't know that I can point to it and go, like, this is what it feels like. My brain fires a message, and then I, I look at something, like, I zoom it. Like, no, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. See, you say that, but I don't look at it in that way. It's kind of like it just rings true. Okay. It doesn't have to do with, like, what I'm seeing. It's almost like a feeling. Right. That that's so like that, literally that's what I'm trying in your to say gut. gut instinct. My brain is only picking up whatever I'm seeing and therefore it might solidify whatever it is I'm feeling. Right. It's like giving the evidence to my emotion or whatever mm. it is that's happening. But then but then doesn't that mean that you're just at any given point projecting yourself onto a situation? Fuck no. No. I don't think so. Now I'm doubting no, everything I believe. Have, if you have an instinct, <laughs> if you have an instinct about what you're feeling, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's, it saves people in well, certain situations. Like it, it No, and maybe it does. Maybe it absolutely I does. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here kind of thing. And then, like, you just get but yourself that, out of there. But that's your brain telling you that. I don't you know, know what I'm saying? Brain. No. That, like, for understand. me, I don't, I don't see it as the brain. I don't know. I can't. I, there's no other way of explaining it. Like, for me, I don't see it yeah. as my brain speaking. It's just, like, it's instinct. It's just natural. It's quick. And I'm, I just respond. Saying. So even if it's, you know. Whenever it's natural and quick, a certain kind of feeling of like something where it's like negative. Best right? example, spidey senses. <laughs> well, yeah. Spider Man, like okay. if like that tingling behind, like, you know. But, but you don't think that's, that, that that's happening in Spider Man's brain? <laughs> like the synapses are not firing in his brain when he feels that spidey it's, sense? Well, I, I'm not saying that the brain is not part of it. Sure. Or like your mind just picking up on it. But then again, I, I look at the mind that it's outside of the body, so I don't look at it as... Oh, brain. God. Yes, we're going there. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is it's like, if you have a feeling, trust it. No, absolutely. But so, so okay, so to bring it back into the realm of seventh heaven, yeah. <laughs> that's my job. Um, I'm really good at it, though, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, wow. so so Mary, we just we just mind blown realized that Mary was specifically like not following her instinct, right? She was she she felt her spidey senses tingle towards the end, and she ignored it. No, not towards the end. Towards the end, she says so, right. but she admits that she just sort of like brushed it off as like. But guess what? No, yeah. but it's because he brought her to his side. He broke her down. Okay, but he so that's in, my point. He went in when she was vulnerable and she needed coaching. Whenever she was injured, right. Yeah. Okay. So he he like he was very smart. 
it can is, I just say though smart. too can I just say too and I, this is not victim blaming or victim shaming or siding with the with the def, with the offender this is me just saying I don't think Coper like at the start of everything was like that's the chick I'm gonna predatory no, no, no. behave I, I, on well, I just think I just think the circumstances lended themselves okay, to like sure. he was able to get close to her and like yeah. wanna rape her you know what I'm saying whoa <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but we can blame the writers for that shit because well, it's like okay, Oprah is but awesome. we're existing awesome. in the reality awesome. of the show he's a creeper it doesn't mean he's gonna fucking rape her you don't uh, think he was gonna rape her what? okay 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 rape <laughs> is a very loaded word but I don't, I don't say loaded spoken like a true man no matter what that I'm gonna stop talking <laughs> yeah you should <laughs> No, no, no! Please, please don't stop talking. Isn't that where it was going to lead you for him? No, for sure. If she, if she gate quote unquote, and again, I, I, I know I'm not using the right words. I'm not trying to be PC right now. All I'm saying is, if she allowed herself to be taken, okay, it was going to lead to sex. Like, there's no doubt about that. Rape is a very different word than sex. Okay, I mean inter, like I mean penetration, not sure. sex, not consensual sex. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if she, if if when he started massaging her shoulders, if she like allowed that, like if she didn't stand up and go fuck you, dude. True. You know what I'm saying? Like they, he would have ended up taking his penis out of his pants Ugh. and like trying to fuck her. Like that, there's no uh. doubt in my mind that that was gonna happen. Yeah, but guys, you have to understand he's manipulating the situation from the beginning. That's how I'm going to look at it. From like day one? Yeah. You well, think so? no, 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 I disagree. One, not from day one because that's not how the writers Envisioned wrote the story. It. No, no, no. I, no, it. but I think beyond. They thought halfway through the season, oh, guess what? We should add like a rape story here or a potential. Yeah. Or like pedophile, yeah, pedo- like pederast story. But yeah. but also just the as the character, though, I don't think. Again, I don't think when he first came to the school, he saw Mary and was like, "I'm going to go after." But her. that's because of the writers. That that's not. No, I disagree. I I think the character as written, I don't think that this that that the acts he ended up committing in the rush to judgment were like premeditated no, from no, that's day what one. I'm saying, but th- that's why I want to blame the writers for that because we look at Coper as like this really outstanding teacher that's wanting to push his students, you know, right. to do and better. And actually, actually, I have to I have to jump on Matt's train on this, mm-hmm. not only because I love Matt, but also just because like I, I do, <laughs> I really do. I've totally jumped on board the Matt train, um, but. In rewatching that episode where we first meet Coper, and the first time we meet him is not in coach context. It's in substitute English teacher, English teacher for Matt. And he's a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, like flat out, like, Matt is right. He's out to get him. Yep. For whatever reason. You know? Sure. So, I don't know. Anyway, that's just my side note okay. about Coper and yeah, Matt. <laughs> so that was your, your favorite episode. So that's your favorite episode. My... Yeah. Favorite episode? I I was so busy talking about rape, I don't even know now. But um. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you mine. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it, please. Um, so the uh, episode where Simon has to give a fucking internment camp, like just survivor, because as a Armenian, it, it rings so close to home, almost like like I know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. But oh no, absolutely, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I cried in that episode yep. too, right? <laughs> That's one of the ones I cried in. Um, just sort of thinking about it even. It, that, that whole thing was just so moving. Yeah. And so um, 
transcendent. Like, it, like it, it's, I feel like that had nothing to do with Seventh Heaven. You know what yeah, I mean? I, for, I forgot <laughs> I was watching Seventh Heaven. Yeah, like, yeah. that was just, that was just an amazing moment in television. Like, just her, like, I mean, it was just perfect. It was perfection. Uh, Right. truly right. oh right. god don't That's, even i can't i can't so i can't so relive good. that it was so amazing it was so good i'm struggling as i think about it now to remember which episode that was though i'm going to i don't know why i want to say 11 but i think i'm wrong uh you might be oh i it was the i hate you episode I think so, yes. it was I the I, and i'm looking at it now it was the i hate you episode and you know what's funny is i was going to maybe cite that as one of my favorites not for the holocaust thing but because i really loved the lesson of that one which is that sometimes the shit you say hurts yeah. and doesn't go away yep like it, it doesn't get wrapped up in a neat little bow you know what mm-hmm. i mean um say like um a truth historical uh, anchor to it but at the end of the episode if you guys remember um there was a little the t- title card that came up correct, yeah that, that basically said that this is a true adapted for mm-hmm. heaven mm-hmm. which which makes it even more like holy shit like they went above and beyond and to get like yeah. a real story which yeah. is mm-hmm. lacking by far for the whole seventh heaven you know season one and two <laughs> that, the, the, the context of realism Content. Those are the best episodes. Where yeah, it makes you feel some kind of emotional, like, like it hits a emotional chord for most people. And whenever that happens, those are usually the best episodes. Yeah, I I have to admit, like my favorite Seventh Heaven episodes in the first two seasons, at least, have been the episodes that are sort of transcendent, like of time and space and you know whatever like time and space that doesn't make any sense you know what i mean like it like totally like sense. it's not like it's not like a yeah, 90s thing okay it's not like a 90s thing of like oh like oh pot's bad or whatever or like you know like mm, but it's more like the real shit you know like but that being said if i have to admit my favorite episode <laughs> it's episode 20 like a harlot <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's because Matt... It's because Matt is so good in it. Okay, okay, hold on. I have a quote from that episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I who said it, but it, um, Was it Matt? They had mentioned that every relationship <laughs> typically has like a giver and a receiver. Yeah, that's like, that's Matt. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a Matt quote. Is that true? Do you guys honestly believe that every relationship ha- should have these types of like... T- Tropes? Roles? Yeah. Or, or is, no, is it, because I don't believe right? in relationships like that. Relationships for me, that sounds toxic. It's like a two-way street, right? Like you, you have to. It's a partnership, sh- right? That's yeah. bottom line. Yeah. You, there's no good relationship that isn't a partnership. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to. Hope it would be a partnership. Yeah, well, no, but that's my but that's yeah. my point. Like, like what I'm, you know, for me, the the relationship ideal is where it's a partnership. Simon said that yes, she's beautiful, but does she have anything? What was that? Like, was was Simon like what? himself? Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. remember that it was hilarious. That's why I wrote it down. I'm like, okay, of course Simon would say something like this. 
Are you sure he says I'm, that? I'm almost positive. I wouldn't remember if he said that in that episode. That's why I wrote it down because it was like, he says, ridiculous. Yeah, she's beautiful, but does she have? Yes. Does oh, she have anything it's eat? because Annie is like so busy making her dress that she's not worried about dinner or oh, feeding them. Oh, I think you're right. Yes, and yes, so yes. he is like He's hungry. Like hungry. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> so that's where stupid. that's where that's coming from. <laughs> of course, Simon would say that. Still, season two, Classic my spirit my, animal, my favorite fucking character. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Him and and um, I'm. I'm sorry, maybe possibly tied for number one. It has to be the Colonel. She is, she is the most badass, <laughs> badass character in the entire show. Just give the, He is the best. Does not give two fucks, just says what's on his mind. And I think my favorite quote for this season, um, which I think we have a clip of, um, the Colonel mentions uh, something about the uh, graduation ceremony that... I'm going to play it. Okay, please, please do. So... As glad as we are to see you, you may have made this trip for nothing. So, in sum, the boy has a chance to work in Washington, D.C., the medulla oblongata of the American body politic, <laughs> and you're upset because he doesn't want to walk across the stage in a moo-moo and a cardboard hat? Yes. Ter- That's <laughs> moo-moo and a cardboard hat. That's how I feel about graduations. <laughs> it's just a stupid fucking ceremony. And, 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 and did you not attend your graduations? My my for my bachelor's and for my master's, I did not invite any of my friends or family. But you attended? No, I did not. Oh. I, I I had both of my diplomas mailed to me, which was fantastic. It, it, it's like, well, that's it's, sad. Well, I'd rather go. I, I'd rather go out to like a nice restaurant or like enjoy like a, like a party with my friends and family than just you know have them wait like hours and hours out in the open field in the sun just for like one second of my name being <laughs> announced. But everybody ridiculous yes ridiculous no thank you (laughs) or in the case of seventh heaven what during your speech your parents will ignore you and talk about their own personal shit exactly no thank you (laughs) you know what you know what we didn't talk about when we recorded that episode like yeah we don't get to hear matt's speech but more importantly annie and eric are ignoring his speech to have their own conversation making a big deal about it the whole episode right it's like oh able to give your valley victorian speech oh big deal and then he you finally know? gives it and they're like by the way you're you're you're, you're oh you're going to washington dc M- mrs clinton called you personally right I was like, <laughs> what what is happening right now to this show <laughs> just ridiculous i forgot about the call <laughs> yeah just ridiculous and then um there was another good good quote from the colonel um where where he, i think he said that there's ten thousand ways to get your foot in the door but it only matters what you do when you get in Mm-hmm. Which I honestly believe till this day, like of all the experience that I've had, that is one hundred percent true. Is that when Matt doesn't want the job anymore because he found out that the colonel, the colonel pulled some him strings? Out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, it's just like okay, well, there's so many qualified people for every position, especially now um, with the economic climate that the United States is in. That it's it's hard Cole. to find some of the <laughs> right. It's it's it might be difficult to find a, a good paying you know full time job and. To be honest, like, wh- however you can get your foot in the door, that's that that's the secret. Who cares? Ask for as much help as possible. Make sure your resume is 100%, whatever the hell it is. It's just getting your foot in the door or at least showing up is the very first and maybe the most important step. Right? Well, what was so funny to me, which they didn't touch on at all in that whole thing, was like, who do you think fucking called Hillary Clinton? 
<laughs> like right? you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like like do you really think that that hrc was just like sitting in her office and like calling all the interns she was gonna have that summer and go like come over like fuck off obviously the colonel called her and called in a personal favor to get her to call matt so it's like that worked but the previous pulling of the strings didn't yeah, it was weird. come but on it, it, it just went to get help from anywhere just try to um uh, just just try your best and 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 make the most of that moment Mm -hmm. because it's he's right there's been so many occasions where i've got a job because of a friend and um because of that because of that opportunity just once you get out there once you understand what's the typical day-to-day then you could really excel but just getting your foot in the door is by far the most important thing and it just rang so true and and such a um, noteworthy quote from the colonel, and again, obviously, colonel being like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, it was just like just perfectly. Okay, I, I, I had to write this down. I had to make a note of it. I also really love the colonel's appearance in lead, follow, or get out of my way. Right. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Loved it. Yeah. I'm telling he, you, he's the best character. When he comes in to like ostensibly awesome save provider. the day. Yes. Exactly. Like. And and how he's and how he schools Matt like on like how to deal with Mary and stuff like the Colonel is a character that I feel like almost doesn't belong on this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right, like yeah. it's weird. Like he's weirdly so realistic and so grounded and so like um, transcendent of the fact that it's the 90s that mm-hmm. it's like odd that he's part of this show. <laughs> you know? Can we talk about his gray nose? He does have a gray nose. A gray nose. Yeah, in um, in twenty two in the finale when he, they come, you know, when they come for their graduation or whatever, we talked about this on when we recorded it. Like, he definitely has a gray nose, and we don't know. I mean, clearly, I think it's makeup. But that's the thing, though. That doesn't make sense to me because there's color yeah. correct. Like, coloring is part of lighting a scene on TV. Like, they wouldn't have allowed that to happen if it was just a makeup issue. I don't I, I think I genuinely think maybe he had some issue going on. <laughs> okay. you didn't, you didn't but he's that. but he we, we talked about whether he was dead or not. Oh. And I think he's dead. What do you mean? Yeah. Like the actor, the oh, actor is dead. Really? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so talking about maybe your your yeah, so I was gonna say, let's get into the worst, the, our yes. least favorite episodes, because I know I, I know mine right now off the top of my head, and I will and I will go first if no one yeah, else wants to. My kind of guy, hands down. My my kind of gee, <laughs> the worst, easily stupidest waste of and forty four minutes of television ever I've ever seen. Cannot stand it. Cannot believe it. Hate it. Was the worst, hands down. That is my two cents. Yeah. And then Ruthie, like, <laughs> randomly throughout the episode, this is America. Speak English. <laughs> like, what? Really? I love snails. <laughs> just, just weird. And, okay, fine. Eric doesn't, you know, obviously Eric just being fucking Eric. Uh-uh. But there's just so many issues throughout the episode. Like, just this French stereotype. Just like reinforced throughout the whole episode that they eat snails, they're charming, they smoke a lot. They say stupid Americans. Like mm-hmm. it's just like ugh, how much more obviously 
I don't want to say racist, but it's close. Okay, it is. It's no, it's a white race. Not a white race, not only that. that make it racist, not but only it does. that, but like his accent. The actor is not French, yeah. so the oh, accent right, he's doing right. is like ridiculous. Nasty. Like it's so stupid. Agreed. I met a couple of flight attendants. <laughs> like, ew. That's ridiculous. Ew. So it is for sure tied with uh, with what I thought was the worst episode. And then also, for some reason, I wrote down fat Asian internet trolls. Which <laughs> was a real thing, by the way. Oh, it my God. It was hilarious. I'm like, what is oh this? Oh, my God. Is this really happening? Okay, yes. That was happening. that same episode with yep. the internet and the cyber fucking. S- cyber, yes. Yeah, cyber Ugh. Thing. Ugh, just ridiculous. Ugh. <laughs> just horrible. Dark and episode. Stormy, what was your least favorite episode? Every episode. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> But least favorite. <laughs> it's all a blur. I don't know anymore. No, really, oh. it's all a blur. Okay, let's talk about this because this is something that I didn't know until after we had already recorded the episode. Um, but in preparation for this recap, Nothing Endures But Change, the episode that deals with the car accident and, you yes. know, life and yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Really powerful sh- stuff. Second you know, really episode. potent. Yeah. Also cried. That was a... That was a hard episode for sure guess who directed it my friend Stephen Collins the reverend himself directed that little nugget I don't know how I feel about that me neither it has completely changed everything for me he might have talent no because because I've read the first five pages of his book and there's no talent No, but no. Okay, listen, though. As a director, who knows? And, I, and to be frank, I don't know if he directed any additional episodes of the show, but I know he directed that one. And it was a powerful episode. But that has nothing really to do with the direction, I don't think. It's more about the writing and, you know, the story and all that stuff. But he just, I mean, the fact, fact remains, he directed that episode. Mm-hmm. Which might explain why he's, like not heavily featured in it one and two doesn't get a chance to be like annoying about it what do you mean what do you mean by that well because typically especially with lucy stuff you know he's her guy so like when she's like flipping out about whatever the hell he steps in in this episode wilson steps in true or or, or at least eric refers wilson right right? but point being like Wilson steps in instead of Eric being like, I know this group <laughs> that meets and I know the guy that leads it because I know everyone in the world, you know, like. Right. His connection. <laughs> yeah. Whatever dark <laughs> history he's had with these random people. One day we're going to crack the mystery of how Eric knows everyone. Um, but I don't know. I didn't hate this episode. And I think there's something to be said about the fact that he directed it. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to point out one of my other least favorite episodes. Yeah, go for it. You could kind of tell from the cold open just for, just before the even sh- you know, <laughs> episode starts. You can say, okay, I hate this episode. And Rod, obviously. God damn it. <laughs> the two worst characters those words, of all time. Those words, like, like those names Rod. literally are triggers for me. Uh, agreed, agreed, <laughs> like I can't. I can't do it. And then not just Jimmy Moon and Rod, but you also have Grandpa Pete Charles with a fake wig. Okay? <laughs> Both of those things in the same episode. No, thank you. I'm done. 
And and I think you saw both those things in the cold open. You're like, oh, no, thank you. Which episode was the fake wig? I don't remember. I mean, I remember the wig. I just oh, can't remember. The with the couples therapy. Remember that oh, one? yeah. And then I have a funny quote where um, the husband said that, yeah, she's pregnant. And then the wife said that he acts like he had nothing to do with it. I had a sonogram this week, and he stayed home and watched cartoons. And I was thinking to myself, that's something that I would do. I would stay home and watch, watch cartoons. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, your wife or your baby mama got a son- sonogram? Yep. Sounds about right. That's horrible. Yes. If you were busy, if you were like <laughs> legit exactly busy, I'm like, okay, fine. You couldn't make it to sonogram. Hey, but carto- if you're just going to sit at home and cartoons, watch cartoons. Cartoons deserve their own time slot in my life. I'm sorry. Rick and Morty. Have you seen that show? Oh my Hilarious. God. Archer. Hilarious. They're all cartoons. Watch Bob's them. Burger. Watch them on Hulu. Hilarious. Don't miss the sonogram. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being a horrible person. But yes, yeah. it was just. I pity for you, your future bit, just, baby mama. It's just a I funny do. line because of, who would fucking do that? It just sounds ridiculous, right? That whole marriage counseling right? thing just, uh, was stupid. just like some weird contrivance. And I love how ultimately <laughs> the the real conflict between Annie and Eric in that episode was where they're going to be buried. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? I think you're That's right. what they yeah, yeah. were the really dispute. fighting about. True. Like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? Who fucking cares? It's so stupid. Well, I mean, okay, for, for a family that is very religious, for them it does matter. No, why? You don't think so? You no, don't think because, they have a, a No, personal... because what should matter is just mm-hmm. the fact that you are buried, maybe, and that you get the full religious rights that come with burial sure. for your religion. But where but you're who buried. who gives a fuck where you're buried? And I agree also, with you. And also, fine, I, obviously those are decisions that you need to make prior to your death, whatever. Okay. But it's not really something that you need to fight about when you're 40 years old and you have your whole life ahead of you and it's clearly a source of conflict. Like, ignore it for now. Like, wait. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? It's not it's it's a it's an unreal it's like a bullshit storyline. You know what I'm saying? Like it's stupid. Right, right. That might be my least favorite episode, actually, more so than my kind of gee. That's <laughs> I agree. Both those episodes horrible. Just horrible. Speaking of horrible, like just choices. So Except that sorry, never mind. I was just gonna say I the reason that episode is not my least favorite is because the black and white flashbacks that Lucy has. Oh no! <laughs> just just the Jimmy Moon ah. flashbacks with the and then Jimmy the with French pink music. hair. <laughs> Worst. Yeah, he's okay. His act, the, the, the actor's just talent is not there. He's not talented. The whole, whole storyline, it's like I was about why? to say, what talent? Right. Yeah. The lack, of the lack thereof. Exactly. Um, another. I don't want to say issue, but thing that really bothered me is like, okay, this family is, you know, very quote unquote clean and, you know, your typical religious family, but they have like a, a way to escape reality. And I honestly think it's through ice cream. <laughs> they always, any, anyone stressed, stre- you know, I'm right. That's why you're laughing. It's hilarious. It's their drug of choice. It really, it really is. is. Almost every good. other episode it is really ice cream. Is. Who wants ice cream? All right, you just cracked this thing wide open. Ridiculous. The subtext of Seventh Heaven is that ice cream is a drug. It flat out it is. is. Holy shit. Who wants ice cream? Who wants diabetes? <laughs> yes. That's what they should be saying. She's like, 
almost every episode there's someone eating, I'm sorry like, I'm sorry I'm gonna break the fourth wall right Ridiculous. now and tell our listeners that you had that written down of course as I a punchline of course I did and read it off your fucking phone and that's Ridiculous. amazing because <laughs> you are awesome anyone who wants ice cream that's just- or what was that? Was it this season or the last season? It was this season where... Um, Eric is fat? No. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that. But that where is. where Ruthie's in the hospital and Grandpa's, like, going to take them. And they're like, should we all go to the hospital? Or what would she really like when she oh, gets I, home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. It was it was the magic episode. It was the magician episode yeah, where she like snorts the yes. tic tac or whatever. During during uh, yeah the church, the church. Eric, like, like, oh, televised televised sermon. Church. That's yes, right. That's exactly. right. Oh my god, you're Ridiculous. so right. Ice cream. And I mean, we might have touched on this at some point. I don't know when it was, but like there was this thing. It's a very dated notion, right? Of like meals where after dinner you have dessert like at home you know like like it was very like i think normal to to have like you know we just had dinner let's have some ice cream for dessert or whatever dessert but like the the concept of like dessert as an after dinner thing at home Mm -hmm. was a real thing i think back then now it's like what is dessert you know what i mean but i you know i don't know fucking ice cream and um, it's it's. I mean, there are certain uh, font names, but reoccurrences throughout the. Mm. Regale us, please. I mean, it, <laughs> it almost, yeah, I mean, yeah. There was one episode that was, it was really heavy. That on sounded the, insincere, but I actually the, meant that. <laughs> I, I meant regale us, please. Yeah, of, course, <laughs> of, course, of course. But there's it, there's it's almost this accepted. Uh, I don't want to call it something that just reoccurs. Throughout the season, and even in season one, where it's it's a um, it's okay to lie as long as you as long as something good happens at the end of it. And mm-hmm. um, there was I think it was episode fourteen uh, wh- where um, Eric lies about the um, the uh, tax uh, the uh, um, uh, tax collectors or the accountants like he's gonna have a heart attack when he steals paperwork he, yes. from the IRS's yes. office, and he's not the only one, right? The 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 whole issue with like um, I think Happy's credit card for that that um, uh, Eddie Bauer oh, um, God. or don't get me started. whatever the rain do not the dog. get me started on that woman on the other end of that right. customer service line. But it almost felt like like that like the message that we're trying to say is like it's okay to lie as long as you're nice about it, right? Like you do it like in a pleasant way, and as long as you're quote unquote doing something good at the end of the day. I mean, do you guys agree with that 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 notion where it's like it's okay to make these? Little I lie white all lies? the time, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a liar. No, I'm kidding. Point being, I think, <laughs> I think the show, right? Unfortunately for themselves, has drawn a hard line against bad behavior of any kind like that's like that's like the thesis right of the show like we are not sinners we don't do bad things we follow the law and morality and whatever whatever right but we also know that in reality there are things that need to get done to make things happen Mm -hmm. so the way that the show i think writes that off and explains that quote-unquote away to like people like Simon and Ruthie who are able to come in and go, but, but, you know. Right. Though I think the way that the show writes that off is just to say, like, 
white lies, fibs. It's okay. There's a reason. As long as you have a, a like a positive end end goal, right? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But point being, like, right. I think that like the show sort of wrote itself into a corner on that because kind of, yeah, you're you right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and, and and I don't think that they're taking a hard stance one way or the other. I just think that by the nature of what the show is and who this family is and stuff, like you know, they shouldn't be lying. They shouldn't be quote unquote sinning in any regard. But also stories need to be told and life needs to happen as right. realistically as possible. So the way that they sort of explain that away is to go like, you know, blah, like that, just like that, blah. Another quote in episode 19, I, I didn't write down the title, but... um. In episode nineteen, I'm I'm curious to see uh, both of your you know, dark and stormies and uh, <laughs> Lady J's thoughts on this. Yes, the quote is: "If you love someone, you you have to let them go." Um, what does that really mean? And is that something that's that's true? I want to before we answer that question, sure. I want to understand the qu- the context of that quote because that episode deals with Suzanne and her drunk father, who she needs to not live with anymore while he goes through rehab. And also deals with Matt leaving the nest. So, in which context was that quote said? <laughs> because I think in the context of Suzanne, not Suzanne. Did I say Suzanne? What's that little girl's name? Sarah. Sarah. I yes. knew it was a uh, something. Um, in the context of Sarah, like if you love something, you got to let it go, which I think actually is the context of it. Because I think, I think right. Eric says it to her dad to help him be okay with the fact that he needs to let her go live with her grandmother. Mm, I think you're right. And like, like, you know, distance himself while he goes through his process and rehab and stuff. In which case I say, fuck that noise. Because there's, Why? because that's not. That is not the right context in which to say that quote. You know what I'm saying? If you love something, let it go. You don't say that about a father and a daughter. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Seems kind of harsh, yeah. A father should never let his daughter go. He needs to do what's best for her and take care of himself and make right. sure that she is taken care of by somebody else because it's not him right now that can give her the best care. Okay. So maybe that's what you say. But you don't go, if you love something, let it go in that context. You know what I'm saying? And I could be wrong about the context in which that quote is spoken. I'm just, if my memory serves, that's, Eric says that to him, to the dad. I don't know. Am I right? I don't know. I'm I'm wrong. Who knows? No. No. Okay, I say that only because um, you love something, let it go. I guess it's trying to say, like, don't smother it. You get what I'm saying? Let them grow. Let them evolve. That could be true. I mean, yeah, that's that's just like how Lady J was saying. It's all dependent on the specific scenario, right? You no, can't yeah, necessarily use yeah. that. Absolutely, no, you can't use that yeah. all the time. But because like, because I, I agree that saying. I agree that that there's a time and a place where that the sentiment of that statement is true, right? Like there's sometimes where, you know, your love for someone or something is too great for that thing or person to 
take right now and so you need to let it go and you know whatever and there's there's a context and a time place for that whatever i just think and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but if i'm correct and that the context in which it's spoken is that eric is saying that to his to that guy about his daughter Mm -hmm. then that's bullshit and wrong yeah I love how this has become just like an interview. Like you're just asking I'm questions curious, and yeah. we're answering. I love it. No, it's because, great. Although, so for this next question, I'm more curious uh, um, to, to understand that is there a double standard to this uh, concept where um, dating someone that, that's younger than you? I think it was episode 16 where, um, say, who was it, Mary, that, that, that uh, went out with a 14-year-old boy, mm. right? And so – um, do you think it's more accepted for an older man to date a younger woman, obviously, than it is for an older woman to date a younger man? And I don't why, think and, age and, matters. And why is there this cultural stigma that, or I don't, I want to say double, almost like a double standard, right? Is that is that something that that both of you personally feel like? It, does it matter or doesn't matter? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let Dark and Stormy answer this before I, I don't do. think it matters. But I can't imagine a 16-year-old finding a 14-year-old boy interesting. Just weird, right? Yeah, exactly. Just just a scenario of that episode, and for that moment, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, because ultimately, I don't think age matters. Age is bullshit. But when you're talking about 14 and 16-year-olds, I think there's, there's, there's a developmental difference. There's a maturity difference to where, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's silliness. It's also, just silliness, you guys. It is. It is. And <laughs> speaking of sil- silliness, um, in that episode, I think Simon gets gets invited to like a makeout party. Yep. And, and, and Good then, job, Simon. Simon and Xenon. Zenus yeah. Lapidus. <laughs> and then I, I think um, I want to say uh, Matt uh, and Annie are talking, and it's like Simon's been acting weird, and it's like weirder than usual. Oh yeah, way weird. <laughs> 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 which is like Simon's already like a weirdo but like weirder than like his typical isn't that that's the episode that's with the with the movie theater right where they all end up at the movie oh, theater oh yes, yes and yes. Lucy gets her first kiss which nobody oh, cares about very awkward so happy for Lucy though. I know she got her first kiss with the random stranger she doesn't care about weird <laughs> doesn't matter his name was Mary's date's friend <laughs> like True. I don't fucking know <laughs> not even it was Keisha's boyfriend's friend right, right exactly Gabrielle exactly. Union was back have I told the story on here about how I met her once I know yes. I have JK <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's part of of each season or I don't know, 30,000 f- uh, foot el- elevation view of, mm-hmm. of both seasons um w- how would you classify or how would you rate each season compared to each other, obviously? Ooh. Would you say season one's better than season two or season two? No? No. Would you say season two is better than season yes. one? Yes. Why, why is that? Season two is better than season one because I'm, I'm speaking like I'm writing an essay in fourth grade, <laughs> like restating the question and then answering. Um, no. Season two, I think, is definitely better. First of all, there's it's meteor, right? The stuff that happens to our family is um, certainly more interesting and um, like less like cheesy, you know, in like 90s or whatever. Would you say that, that you rated generally the average rating of each episode in season two were, was higher than the episodes in season one? 
I can't answer that question. T- mm-hmm. uh, Dark and Stormy is going to have to ask because my ratings are very consistent. Like, my average rating is like between sure. a six and a seven. Like, sure. that's like typical Lady J. Like, I don't know how to how to do less than that or more than that. Like, I'm very much between a six and an eight at any, at any given time. Okay. <laughs> Take your time. They were both. <laughs> that's obvious. Okay. Season two has more meteor subjects or I guess sure. you can say episodes, but there's a lot of bullshit episodes in season two. Season one was a shit Agreed. show. Season one was a shit show. Um, I appreciate the fact that they were trying to make it meteor, but it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't Agreed. Put, like it maybe by like, I don't know, just by a line. That's it. A fraction. Yeah. But so, okay, so let's talk. Whoa, I just accidentally did something. Um, With, okay, character by character. Let's just break it down. Fuck it. What else are we doing? Okay. Um, Simon, better season one or better two? Simon season one. I, I love Simon season one too. Yeah. However, you get some, I mean, okay, you know He's what? He's growing. He's better in season one, I will say, because... Because he has no shitty episodes in season one. Yeah. Whereas he definitely has shitty episodes in season two, i.e. magician and golf. Yeah. Yeah, the golf. What was that? Yeah. Random. So, okay, Simon wins season one. Right. Yeah, most probably. Ruthie. Yeah. Definitely got to be season, season two. two. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because she's developing a personality here. Mm-hmm. She's... And a better she's, actress, she, to be honest. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's she's staking her claim and right. her agency in this family yeah. and on the show itself. Like, you know, she has more lines to say. She's got more, like, depth of character and whatever. And, and technically, she's not the youngest family member at the end of season two, right? Well, at the end of. But, right. I mean, yes. I mean, the kids aren't even born yet. For all we know, they don't get born. We know they get born. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just to show you that. Imagine if Seventh Heaven dealt with miscarriage. That'd be too real. That'd be too much. They would never do it. No, they wouldn't. It's just not something that was done in 99, you know? Yeah, more probably right, yeah. <laughs> Wait, 90, yeah, 99. Yeah. Holy shit. It seems so calm with, like, her being pregnant. Like I know. I would no be freaking, freaking out. out. Yeah. I'm fucking 40 years old. I already have five kids, and I can barely keep a roof over my head, and now I have another one on the way. Fuck off. Yeah. And, yep. and, like, just, like, Eric's and... Annie's relationship, which which is pretty obvious in the beginning of season one, they're making out a lot and they're just trying to have sex every like fucking second of their lives, <laughs> and that disappeared towards the end of season one, and it was kind of missing in the beginning of season two. But and then the end of back. season two, yeah, it came but back. That was the clearly the, the the start of that arc, right? I mean, like, the 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 seeds were planted. We just didn't you know exactly, follow them exactly. Which which is I I, I guess it, it's it's good for the showrunner to kind of see like a more you know envisioned part of the whole season. But still, it's like, I mean, you can get a, like too much of them just making out and being, lo- you know, lovey-dovey. And, and, and the whole mm-hmm. sexting over the internet thing was just oh God. too much, too much. Do you, think that, effect. do you think that's the night the twins were conceived? Uh, I don't, don't, don't want to think about it. Exactly. Eric came Ugh. home and they were like, let's get it on. Maybe. After some wine and, and ice cream, obviously. Just <laughs> too much, too much. I thought you said you like a little meat on my it bones. Either, I lied. It was either that episode, or I mean that night, or the night of the night that they broke the bed. The night they broke the bed, but that was before. That was like middle of a season, right? I want to say yeah. I think you're. 
Guys, they're just always ready to stop. That's true. <laughs> no, but it's when were the twins conceived? You know, you know how we found out about how Lucy was conceived? <laughs> like, like I want to know That's the story right. of how the twins were conceived. Yeah. <laughs> because it was in the time that we've known this family, so we could, like, point back to it. I would like to enjoy my drink without <laughs> thinking about it. We should also mention that we're drinking Dark and Stormy's. Oh, that yes, is the way. that is the origin of T naming herself Dark and Stormy. Duh. Duh. <laughs> um what were we talking about? <laughs> the worst episodes. No, after that. Before I went off on my tangent of Eric and Annie fucking making out, constantly making out. Just too much. Having yeah. a baby. Oh, we yeah. were doing a uh, character by character breakdown. Go. Okay, yes. so Simon and Ruthie, we got covered. Let's do Lucy. Sure, Lucy, Story. season one, season two. Look, Is there even a difference? No, not really. <laughs> no, no right? No. You could argue maybe season two is better because she deals with more emotion than just boys. Okay, in two episodes. What? The, two okay, episodes. the car accident. The car accident and what happens with Mary? What happens with Mary? Uh, oh, the rape? Yeah. The back rub. <laughs> the rape. You, you say so rape, bad. I say back rub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I know. I shouldn't I shouldn't go there since that, it didn't actually happen. That's the most physical, like, like, like you know, weirdness that the coach but she did. Also, but she also deals with... No, she's no you're right. Wrong. You're right. You're right. It's the implication. It's but that's... It, it's still... It's <laughs> the implication. <laughs> you and I get it. Um, it's still better than season one. I mean, yeah, like, like, like the most real Lucy got season one was the, the worst Dealing episode. with grandma dying. I mean, I, but that was a whole family thing. Actually, you Isolated moment Lucy of, and of Lucy. Two. Lucy in season two. No, but finish your thought. What, 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 what were you saying about season one, Lucy? It's, it's the um, Halloween episode where you honestly oh. write that's her best episode, which is the and worst episode. And it's the worst episode. By Seriously. Far, yes, no, I agreed. Agree. Yeah. Then, now, the best, one of the better episodes focuses on her, which is losing the friend. And the yeah, car accident, I right? I gotta I gotta it's go with Lucy change. season two for yeah. sure. So that's two characters in favor of season two, yeah. and one in favor and she was of season funnier one. Funnier in this season, Mary. Mm hmm. Mary got the cliffhanger of season one. I mean, she got true the meat of season one. Well, car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. More like she was just like almost like taking care of like loose ends with her like previous boyfriend. It's true. She didn't really have a lot going on this season, right? If she was. Uh, with the exception of the Coper stuff, obviously, and like her whole sure. rehab into regaining her basketball prowess. Right. And then, of course, reconnecting with Wilson and then also having that awesome moment with Richard that will never happen again. And that's unfortunate. You loved Richard. I did. I still do. I still do. But it, it's it almost felt like you're right. She pretty much like you see more more of her character developing in season one than in season two. Agreed. So yes, agreed. So okay, we got two and two so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. so far it's just All right, Matt. Matt. Season two. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> you do see. <laughs> fuck yeah. Mature more gets in like a serious relationship. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. One more time. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Agreed. <laughs> Hands down, season two for Matt. And him leaving, and, you know, uh, leaving the family and possibly, you know, going to Washington, D.C., which we don't see happen. I'm assuming Get in a call from like Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah like, at least the last episode. No, and just two. in general, like, I mean, 
the entire back half of the season is Matt centric anyway. Yeah. You know, with him True. having to leave and his school and, and all the shit and go visit, right? He, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was a doer mm-hmm. in this season. Mm-hmm. He was more acting than thinking. Mm-hmm. Whatever he thought. True. Th- yeah. That's why I'm going to say season two. For, for sure. Okay. And then that leaves Eric and Annie. Annie's which I combine. I combine them because as the parent unit, okay, right? Which I, we don't have to. But Annie's the shit from season one and season two. So she's a wash. Yeah. So Eric. Oh, fuck. <laughs> None. Also a wash. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> By which count season two wins. Um. I don't know. I I think I enjoyed season two more than I enjoyed season one, and and I and I genuinely believe, and we talked about this before when we've done the show. Like, I genuinely believe that as we progress through the series, we will enjoy the show more and more <laughs> because I think because it catches up to reality a little bit, like for us at, yeah. in today. Because you know, currently we're watching '90s television. And it's very different than mm-hmm. it is the today. And it's hard sometimes to, like, reconcile that and because it, it's so cheesy and it's so, like, what the fuck, yep. you know? Um, but c- cusping on, like, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, or even 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 or whatever, it's, you know, it's more current. It's more real, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's a different age of television, and I think we might enjoy that better. So... And we'll just keep doing pulse pulse checks like we did then yeah. that one episode like every however many I don't, I don't even want to put an actual number on it but just yeah. we'll just keep doing pulse checks on our overall rating of the series thus far because I think it will go up I yeah. genuinely do believe that not that I want to do like a self fulfilling prophecy on that but I think just objectively and realistically I think it will go up. Remember when they brought back Hamilton's Valentine's Day story? Yes. <laughs> yeah. With the wheelchair and everything. <laughs> Did not expect that, by the way, which which is kind of nice, but it's it's didn't seem like it was a very um, integral. That part was of a story. stupid thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. just like a, they didn't have to do that. Uh, agreed, agreed. Um, and another theme throughout, I, I want to say both season one and season two, where just the parents are they almost seem like they're overprotective of their children. Well, and and which which is, which is understandable, but. At least it, it seemed like it was more obvious in season one, or you can make the argument that it was it was present in both seasons. But the, the, the children rebelled, or just basically went against that 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 overprotective. In nature. season one, I want to say yes. Or it was more obvious in season one than it went in season two. It seemed uh-huh. like season two, like they, they their characters were well established and it almost seemed like they followed this very you know strict um, guidelines and rules according to their characters. Uh-huh. But I missed that. I missed the children, you know, to you? See, seeing them rebel and questioning authority. I hated That's that. What I, I like that. I hated that aspect of season one. I hated that that it was just about like this is the rule and I'm going to not do the rule and it's going to cause a conflict. I hated that. That was so stupid. Like I like not to say that I appreciate it when the, the, the problem is outside of the family and then they're all dealing with it. Cause I don't like that either, but I don't, I just think that like that there shouldn't be conflict of like the parents versus the kids. Like that's just stupid. You know what I mean? That's life. Right? Is it? That, is it though? Whole, like, is it like, though? Well, m- me personally, as I was growing up, especially like 
in my teenage years, I, like you feel, or at least I felt like I had a, I had a sense of rebellious or just, just like, it almost felt like my responsibility to question my parents and to, and to push back whether or not to be really active in it or not, but just to establish or get a better sense of who I am. Like, am I truly just my parents, you know, as a younger form or does my current state and society and culture really influence who I am? Which is again, pretty obvious in the show where it's like the kids have a certain idea of what it means to date or to be in school or to ju- just to be a kid in this I'm era. i a specific example. So just the whole dating experience where it's like, okay, going out with friends, like it just seems like such a non, just a standard part of being a teenager when the parents like they have like, okay, I need to know who you're going out with. I need to know their telephone number, who's driving. Are you going to be back at a certain time? Like I've, I've had these issues with my parents. It's like, just relax, just trust me. And the parents can't understand that concept. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's where I wasn't clear or maybe just the whole thing wasn't clear. My point is mm-hmm. that I don't think it's worth having stories where the parents don't trust the kids and are like, I don't, I don't know who you're going to be with and when are you going to get home and who are you, you know, driving with or whatever. My point is like, fuck that noise. Because I had a relationship where trust was implicit until you broke it. Hmm. And, and, a relationship with my parents, I should right. say. Um, trust was explicit and Im- implicit before you broke it. And that's the kind of family I'm interested in seeing. I don't, I don't want to see a family where the parents are automatically suspicious of every fucking thing the children are doing. Like, that's not interesting to me. That's, that's bullshit. You know, like, like, I think it was in season one. It was in season one when, um, when Mary, when, when Eric finds that glass from that, that they stole from the varsity, which we established meant that he was snooping in her fucking bedroom to find it, which automatically is like, fuck you. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Not Not even, not even a violation of privacy, but a violation of the trust that should be implicit in a parent with his child. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and so my point, I guess that I was trying to make earlier is like, is like, I don't like to see stories like that. That's not what I watch the show for. It's not what I'm interested in. You know, I don't know. But it pushes certain characters along. Like it gives them some kind of basis to kind of jump off of and to establish stories where it's okay. Like we need some kind of um, conflict. Yes, exactly. I mean, you're hundred percent right. That's maybe the core of a lot of these episodes where there is this internal conflict between certain characters. And so it's just, everything revolves around those. Mm-hmm. But then again, it, it's like, is that what you, is, is that the basis of the show? Just resolving conflicts or understanding conflicts? Like sure. That might be a bulk of the episodes, but I want to see oh, more, right? but you could I argue, more. I mean, yes, absolutely. But you could argue that every show is about, Conflict, conflict and, and resolution, conflict resolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's what shows are when True. you're writing them. Yeah. So you could argue it makes that, it like, easier. Yeah. I mean, certainly not every show, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's generally what a show does when you're writing it is you set up a conflict and then you resolve it. And whether that's a comedy or a drama or whatever, that's sort of the formula of writing something. Um, my point is just like, you know, if if the point of writing is to set up a conflict and resolve it. Maybe the conflict can be maybe less obvious. Maybe the conflict can be less Camden related, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, 
like or I should say less Eric related because I feel like and he's in, he's the character of the show he has to be in every episode but I feel like with every single episode it's like here's a conflict and Eric is in it like Eric comes in to resolve it mm -hmm. and I'm just like god damn it give the kids a fucking conflict that Eric doesn't have to get involved in for once yeah have you know come up like uh, realize the, the solution or the resolution on their own yeah like I want or have it not autonomy. have to do anything with Eric, like 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 with Lucy Agreed. and her boyfriends, right? Like Eric should have nothing to do with that. It should just be a strictly Lucy conflict yeah. resolving with herself and her boyfriends, like which boyfriend she picks or whatever the fuck. You have to bring like a um, whole MIT ministers in training. Oh. Like what 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 is that? Why? Well, but don't forget that we got the best scene out of that, which is Jimmy and Rod leading oh, a sermon. Oh, yes. Playing like a random like three chords of a guitar. Is, is, is this a song? What, what? Is this a haiku? What's going so, on? So the moral of the story is God wants us to be ambidextrous. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, so fuckface. With like his cards strewn all over the floor. Just ridiculous. <laughs> God, I hate Jimmy Moon. Um, we hate Kenny just as much. Who's Kenny? Oh. Uh-huh. Who are those guys? <laughs> <laughs> never instantly attracted to someone like you. Like, oh, please. Who are they? <laughs> all, of her, all of her boyfriends are just horrible human beings. Or just horrible actors. Horrible characters. They're bad. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. I think Lucy attracts crazy because she's crazy. Just as crazy. True. Very true. She's just as crazy. But Jimmy's not crazy. He's just dead. No, he's he, he, he's dead. He's not crazy. <laughs> Rod is crazy. Chica chica monkey head whatever the fuck he's, he, he keeps saying. Chica Cabeza. chica chica. No, what is he? I I, I, I gotta get this right. Chica chiki. Oh, chiki ki chica cabeza. <laughs> cabeza. Chiki chica cabeza. That's what it is. Mm, cabeza tacos. Fucking. <laughs> That's partly why we opened the episode with the Spanish introduction that we always stupid, give. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, no. Rod is ridiculous. <laughs> when he. When is he even Hispanic? Like, what the fuck is Rod? I don't know. They don't explain it because that, that's the because problem. I love how when I love how when like when he when he and Jimmy agree to like volunteer to like babysit for Billy or MIT whatever. Is. No, no, to babysit oh, for the kid right, right. and. And they hand him back to Wilson, and he's like speaking in Spanish, and he's like, "You gotta train them early. Like they're they're better. They're they're more likely to like pick up a second language if you train them early." I'm like, "Do you speak a second language? Like, what is wrong with you?" He says cabeza. He speaks a different language. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Piquito muchacho. <laughs> he's a weirdo. Random like. <laughs> Where they try to interject or at least, you know, splice in elements of <coughs> different cultures where it's like, again, Hispanic culture or the French culture. Horrible. Just, yeah, they fail miserably. The French one, for sure. I don't, to this day, I mean, we talked about it at length, but it's like, I don't know what they were going for with that episode. French I don't kissing. understand it. I don't understand. Mexican kissing. That was a real quote, by the way. Mexican kissing, whatever the fuck that <laughs> What? Yeah, Excellente. I wrote that down. I wrote that down. <laughs> it's like, are, are the French's born knowing how to French kiss? I think that was a quote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they, they mentioned like other 
you know, like, oh, Mexican kissing? Like, like if you I don't remember guess, Mexican kissing. Guess what Mexican kissing is. Mm-hmm. What would that involve? Nope. Ooh. Would, would <laughs> is that, that involve like, Anything I say is racist. <laughs> Any <laughs> answer to that question is a racist. Exactly. Like, just that whole episode was like, they weren't trying to be racist, but they came off racist well, as fuck. But then right? what were they trying to fucking I do? Know. I don't know. Because the, the hell, I mean, that is. That is probably the worst television. I mean, episode of television ever. It's pretty bad in the history of television. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get the thesis of it. Like, what was the point of bringing this French student into this family? No one learned any lessons. He didn't learn any lessons. Like, not like nothing came out of it. it they started at the same place that they ended. What the fuck? I'm so and mad. Watch it willingly. Well, or un- <laughs> you could argue unwillingly because we had to do it for the show. True. That's, that's like, you, you expect more. At least season one, like you don't know what to expect. And so therefore you're, you're going to give it the benefit of, of the doubt and you're, you might mm-hmm. rate certain episodes higher. But season two, no. you just – That's you, a zero if I ever saw one. Yeah, just too much. I think you I gave it more. a four. <laughs> Being generous, yes. yes. <laughs> I think I gave it a four. Um, yeah, I just I don't know about that one at all, but here we are. <laughs> okay, so I guess I don't ju- know. Well, not to um, kind of throw things uh, out of you know out of the uh, throw uh, away. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if you already mentioned, but the one thing that you wanted to start with the with the top of the episode, did you already cover that? Yeah. Did I? Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> that just, was the that was the hilarious Spanish intro that I did. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I didn't <laughs> didn't realize it was just that. That makes sense. But yeah, I don't um, I don't know. Um, it's hard to really have like this overarching feeling about season two versus season one. But what are your thoughts about season three? So going into the future, Ooh. right? Where do you want the show dun, to, dun, dun. to evolve, or where do you expect the show to go in the next season? Dark and stormy. Oh shit! I don't know. Honestly, I just want better stories. That's all I'm going to say. Me I too, man. Stories. That's all I care I about. Want, too. I want Matt to grow. I really want Matt to grow. I just want to see interesting stories for him in college. Um, Me too. But I don't want to see no like dare episode. Of what happens in college, but I think I'm sure I'm going to get that. Like, peer pressure. I don't know what. Um, oh, yeah, because, like, college, drinking, underage, I dorms. See, yeah. Having sex. Ugh. Yeah. <gasps> is Matt going to have sex? I don't know, which is kind of exciting. It is exciting. And I want to see Lucy be more confident. Yeah. That's- Good luck. No, know. you know what? I mean, we wish this every time. I just want Lucy to exist outside of her relationships yeah. with boys. Yeah. I just want her to exist as a person, as a as yeah. a woman functioning in this world. Like, I just want to see her have a story that has nothing to do with boyfriends. And when it comes to Ruthie, I think we're going to see more of a bratty side. When it comes to Simon, I mean, I just want him to make me laugh. He's my spirit yeah. animal. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I want some. I want some truth bombs from Simon again, like Always. we got in season one. Like I Always. want. I want some. Like you know when he just like drops in and drops out. He just like says one thing, and you're just like drop the knowledge. That that's it. I want that from him. Yeah, and Eric to fucking butt out of leave. everyone's life. <laughs> yes. Can he just leave? Leave. Leave. <laughs> leave. Go on. Send vacation. him on a business trip. <laughs> <laughs> to go see one of his billion associates in Chicago Seriously. or whatever the fuck, New York. 
Um, that's what I want. And I just want Annie to like have her kids safely. It'd be kind of cool to see a like, you know, a scare episode when it comes to like having the babies. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. But I you just know, don't but know, you know if they do it. I don't uh, but or it's going to get really cheesy. Then I mean, how do you do it's, pregnancy scare cheesy? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, every every other episode on what's a cheesy is, pregnancy scare? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like that'll wrap it with a bow. Scare. Like, give me like something like something to be continued, like that kind of thing. Let okay, it be, okay. Like a cliffhanger, yeah. But but then, what type of cliffhanger would you expect? That's, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows though? Like, for all we know, when they when season three starts, she'll have already had the kids. Like, we don't know. Like an issue with like, you know, okay, are, is it going to be a boy or girls? You know, how, how do we name them? Like, what are their names? Yeah. Do we name them after a belated I mean, that's true. They did name Ruthie after Ruth, Ruth so right. they might want to name their biblical names. Although, is Matt a biblical? Yeah, Matthew. Matthew. Mm-hmm. Simon. Yeah, is Simon a biblical name? I'm Lucy? Not sure. Lucy's not a biblical name. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. It's just, I'm... I'm curious to see where the show's going and to yeah. see if it's this more of the same episode, you know, or season two, or is it going to be something different? And hopefully they, they, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I want them to be more risky. I want them to, to take mm-hmm. bigger steps mm-hmm. in the, the quote unquote human experience. But yes, it just you seems nailed like it. I think, I think that's exactly it. They're just hitting it superficially. I want <clears throat> I want them to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's high expectations. They <laughs> <I know. laughs> might be asking that's, for too that's much. That's the sad, like, like truth of it. You're but right. I, I mean, so speaking very vaguely and without much authority, based on what I know of the show, right, which is very little, but I know some things. Um, that I think what we're asking for is coming. I just don't know if it's coming in season three. What you know you what I mean? That? Well, because I know some things. Like I know some general sort of um like story arc type stuff that happens from back no from back when i might may have seen a few episodes here and there like um i i know that some stuff is coming i just don't know if it's coming in season three unfortunately so 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 you're saying generally you would say season two is better than season one so yes your expectations hopefully are that it continues to yeah okay yeah I don't know. I, I, this show is so like weird. <laughs> so in most probably season one, personally, I would say Simon is my spirit animal. But in season two, who would you say is your spirit Ooh. animal? I feel like it's still got to be Simon, except that it might be Annie a little bit. Really? I, personally, for me, I would say Matt. Because why am I not surprised? I mean, but see, but see, I can't. Lot. Matt can't be my spirit animal, like, just because I have the hots for him. Wait you know what I mean? Si- I mean, Simon was our spirit animal. Yeah, but not because he is, because yeah. he's a G. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, yeah, let's. Say, I'm still going to stick to Simon. Okay, yeah. Okay. Enough, I uh, Simon didn't really do it for me in this, this season. Generally speaking, he's he does it for me in moments. Like he has these moments where I'm like, that's the Simon I know and love. But overall. He has some issues. I, I have some issues with him, I should say, like where he's a weirdo. I don't know. May, it might be Annie. I don't know. Because just, I mean, because Annie's just like awesome. She and is. and we we didn't really touch on it in this episode, but like that whole episode where she got, where she gets like suckered in to making muffins mm-hmm. by her daughters, like yeah. 
That's she calls some, them out on their shit. That's awesome. some good Annie shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. And when she tries to return the sweater, she goes on her whole like, oh god, like fuck, love fuck the store, episode. fuck you guys not taking returns. How dare you? Customers come first. Blah blah blah. That episode was just such an amazing bitch sesh. I loved it. I awesome loved rant. it. Yes, loved it. All right. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's just. I am excited. Well, Do you have any like predictions for season three? I don't know because. I don't know when characters leave certain seasons. And oh, so, but I mean, we don't know either. Right. We just know they do. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm curious to see how they basically take them off the show. Like, do they end up dying? I, I doubt it. Do they just leave and go to a different country? Kevin like, Kevin wouldn't kill anybody. No, they wouldn't kill. That's least what not, I'm hoping for. Like, Game Camden of Thrones status. Like, oh, not someone. the Camden kids. Someone ends up like getting their heads like you know chopped off. That's not happening, obviously. You know what? Still. You know what? And I don't. I almost don't know if I should bring this up because it might be. No, no, okay, la, la, I will. La, okay, la, okay, la, la, la. I, I won't say it. I won't say it then. I won't say it. It is because it's not show related. It's reality related, oh, okay. but it affects the show. Oh, about Barry Watson. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay that, that I know. When does All that right. happen? Like in what season? Like, it, it's it's well in, into the show. I'm guessing it doesn't happen. Yeah. So okay. so here's what I didn't know. I thought once he left the show, he left the show. But it turns out he only left the show for a couple seasons to deal with his cancer, and then he came back. As like a full, full character, like like he like they. I mean, he never like left left. They just wrote him out for a couple seasons, and then you know, then he's back. So that's all I was gonna say. Okay. That'll be interesting to see what season he's missing. Oh, do you do you not want me to tell you? I won't. I I don't care. It's. I'm still gonna watch it. Apparently, (laughs) yeah. Uh, No, he he's he's gone for seven and eight. So he's he ends in six. He's gone for seven and eight and then back for nine oh and God. ten and then not an 11. <laughs> oh, that's going to be boring. Yeah. So the one character that I, I, I actually have a lot of hopes for is Simon because it almost seems like Eric, Annie, and Matt and you could make the argument Lucy and everyone else, like the older members of the family, just being well-established and having their characters already pretty well-defined and there's really little room for change. But I think Simon has the most potential. He's like right at that age where, you know, mm-hmm. hormones are kicking in. He started questioning everything in his life. And I mean, he just watched monkeys fuck. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I have a lot of expectations for 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 Simon in season three. So more so than Ruthie in terms of the time in their life. I don't know because it always like at least these last two seasons, Ruthie seems like she's still one dimensional. Like mm. yes, she's she's mm-hmm. kind of like broken out of her shell a little bit, but not as much as Simon. Where it's like he ha- Simon has so much more potential than Ruthie. The thing is, I see them both as doers only because Simon is a doer. Like he'll think things out, but like he he's all about action. He's a risk taker too. Yeah, more so than Ruthie. And, and but hold on though, but Ruthie mm. is learning from Simon. True. If anything, True. she learns more from Simon than she does from Lucy and Mary because right. they're so close in right. age. Right, exactly. So like they're that perfect balance of like male and female, but at a young age, like who influences the other, and then who's stronger. I don't know. Like I love I love watching Simon and Ruthie, and I would love for them to have their own show. But right. here's the <laughs> right. but, exactly. but here's the thing though. And I, I just mean this objective, like truthfully, I think, matter of factly, I actually disagree with your point, Arik, that Simon has grown. No, oh, okay. that he's grown because I would argue that he's 
been the same for two seasons. Like he's the same. Mm. He's he's a smartass at times. Mm. He's kind of a twelve year old boy at times, you know. Mm. And sometimes he's wise beyond his years. But that's been consistent. I mean, you're for right. two seasons. The only real growth he has is with you know his height. <laughs> yes, that's the physical growth, true. But also the um, dealing with dabbling in, in, into girls and quote-unquote relationships and making out. Dude, right? He did kiss a girl. But it, it's, All right. You're right. It's maybe one or two episodes. It's not something that's concurrently coming up throughout the season. So, yes, I could like, – I do take your point. I think, yeah. I think in terms of like leaps and bounds of like character development, it's got to be Ruthie. Ruthie's the, really the only one who I feel like has, has had a major shift and growth. I'm wondering when – it's going to happen where they get in her, like, they're going to give her shit for the shit that she does. She's not, she's not old enough yet. She's still, she's getting away with a lot. Let me rephrase that. She's still young enough that she will get away with a lot. But, Man, lucky but, her. If you think but, about it, lucky her. I once those twins come shit. and she's not the baby anymore, yeah. she's got to step up for Major game. shift. Yeah. Major shift. Coming, yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I also like Matt's evolution throughout season two, where it's it's you do see him more in season one as just kind of, I don't want to call him a playboy because he's really not, but just dating around and not being serious. And then season two, you you he's really the valedictorian of I his mean, class. I, I mean, exactly. He just blows up all of a sudden to being it's like true, this, like especially this in the back candidate. half of the season. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and having basically the whole family, you know, just kind of push him along. Like this is your future. Like like that's the that that's a send off. Like the send off or the the whole season finale where it's, it's really about him and then they happen to throw in, oh, by the way, Annie's pregnant. Yeah, it's not, Mary. Be, yeah. it's not Mary. Yeah. It's not Mary, y'all. <laughs> exactly. So I felt like season one was more about Mary and then season two was more about Matt, so. Interesting. I, I, I interesting. Know. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, right. like, interesting. At least the, the finales for each season. That's what it seems to be more oh, centric. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Finales for sure, yeah. Not the overall season, true. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows? The good thing is, is we get a fresh 22, you know, <laughs> with every season. <laughs> so it's like so much can happen in 22 episodes. True. Or not happen, as we've seen in a lot of episodes this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curious to see if they have the same writers, the same showrunners. So I'm sh- well, the yeah, showrunner right, yeah. is the showrunner. Right, Brendan sure. never left. Even okay, even with the that. even with Rando season eleven, which was like a last minute pickup by the CW, Brenda was the showrunner for that. Okay, so at least there's um, some consistency. Yeah, writers wise, I haven't done my IMDb research to know. Make it hard, but I might do that. Who but knows? it's the same actors and actresses in oh, season yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. The only ones I know for sure we'll we'll see again are Jimmy, Rod, and Wilson. Beyond that, I don't know who's coming in season three. (laughs) No, I can't. So I think we've beat this horse, Dad. Many times over. Yeah. (laughs) We beat this unicorn dead, yes. (laughs) No, unicorns. Are they real? But they are. According to Starbucks, they are. Okay. Um... (laughs) So, well, this was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank time. you for joining us, Alec. Thanks for having um, me. You know, I'm not going to say for sure that we'll do this again for season three, but yeah, we are. <laughs> so we'll see you then again. Um, uh, but, you know, in the meantime, we're getting ready to start season three. 
And um, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it happen, make it happen. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Uh-oh. Twitter at For Heaven's Sake Pod. And or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. Truly, truly, guys, like this is a call to action. Okay. We love to hear from you guys. You know what? Everyone just shut the fuck up for a second. We we love to hear from you guys. Like, no joke. So just like send us some emails, okay? Like just like send them because we'll read them and we'll answer them. And like that'll happen. Like, no joke. So just do that. Okay, everyone can listen again. Um, and then, so until next time, bye. Bye. See ya.